Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Memor by Avram Goldhare, and today we're Masechus Ksubas Daf Kufches, the thirteenth Parak Shnei Dayane. The Zichud Masechus Ksubas program has been generously sponsored as a schus for Hachazachas Atoyer. So the three topics we're going to focus on: number one, the Gemara brings a Mishnah from the Darim Daf Lamed Gimel Amudav, which states, "Hamudah Hanamachaverov." One is forbidden by Neder to derive benefit from his friend. His friend may contribute his half shekel for him, pay off his debt, and return his lost property to him. And in a place where payment is taken for returning lost property, the benefit should fall to the temple treasury. The Gemara says, while it's understandable that he may pay his mox as a shekel or return his lost property because he's only doing a mitzvah, how can he pay off his debt when he's benefiting him? Rav has said that the Tana is Hanan who said, regarding one who paid for a woman's support while her husband was overseas, Ibed Esma'osav, he has lost his money. This is because Hanan holds that prevention of a loss is not considered a tangible benefit. But Rav says that the mission can even be according to the view of the Rabban in the mission, who hold that the husband must be the one who supported his wife. Because this was a case of Shalabam, not Shalalifroa, where the debtor borrowed on the condition that he does not have to repay by a certain date. Rush explains that since he can delay the payment for as long as he wants, he doesn't gain any real financial benefit through another person paying off his loan. The more explains why Ravoshi and Rava did not hold of each other's opinions. Pointing to the next mission states, Admon Omer Shiva, Admon issued seven rulings. The first one being, Misha Mes Veniach Banimubanus, one died and left behind sons and daughters. When the property of the estate is abundant, the sons inherited it and the daughters are supported. But when the property of the state is meager, which Rush explains is defined by property, that's not sufficient to support them for 12 months, the daughters are supported, and the sons go around begging at people's doors. But Admon says, Because I'm a male, I lose out. Rabbi Gamliel said, I see the words of Admon as correct. After Abai's interpretation of Admon is rejected, Rav explains that Admon is saying, Because I'm a male and fit to inherit, when there's a lot of property, I should lose when there's only a little property? Why should the sons be treated worse than the daughters? And pointing with you, the next mission states, If one claims jugs of oil from his friend, and his friend admits to owing him just the jars, Admon says, since he admitted to a part of the claim, he should swear. But the Chami say, His partial admission is not of the same type as the claim. Rav Gamliel said, I see Admon's words as being correct. Rav says that the cases where the plaintiff said to the defendant, I have ten jugs of oil with you. And the defendant denied the entire claim for oil and said, I only owe you five jugs and I do not owe you the other five. Amun says that the claim of 10 jugs of oil includes the jugs, and therefore the defendant made a partial admission. And since he's swearing on the remainder of the jugs, he can make him swear on the oil, Ayide Gilgo, through the principle of a rolling oath. But the Rabban hold the expression of 10 jugs of oil does not include the jugs, and therefore the defendant is not admitting to him what the plaintiff accused him of. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara brings a Mishnah from Nadarim Daf, Lamed Gimel Amadav, which states, Hamudur Hanamachaverov, one is forbidden by a netter to derive benefit from his friend, Shoko Shiko Vapurayas Chovo Umaxir Lovedaso. His friend may contribute his Maxis a shekel for him, pay off his debt, and return his lost property to him, Ubamakum Shanotin Schar, Tipo Hanala Hektish. And in a place where payment is taken for returning lost property, the benefit should fall to the temple treasury. The Gemara says, while it's understandable that he may pay his maxes a shekel or return his lost property because he's only doing a mitzvah, how can he pay off his debt when he's benefiting him? Rav has said that the Tana is Hanan who said, regarding one who paid for a woman's support while her husband was overseas, Ibed Esma'osav, he has lost his money. This is because Hanan holds that prevention of a loss is not considered a tangible benefit.
But Rubin says that the Mishnah can even be according to the view of the Rabban in the Mishnah, who hold that the husband must be the one who supported his wife. Because this was a case of Shalabam, not Shalalif where the debtor borrowed on the condition that he does not have to repay by a certain date. Rashi explains that since he can delay the payment for as long as he wants, he doesn't gain any real financial benefit through another person paying off his loan. The Gemara explains why Ravoshi and Rava did not hold of each other's opinions. Pointing to the next mission of states, Admon Omer Shiva, Admon issued seven rulings. The first one being, Misha Meis Veniach Banim Ubanus, one died and left behind sons and daughters. When the property of the estate is abundant, the sons inherited it and the daughters are supported. But when the property of the state is meager, which Rush explains is defined by property, that's not sufficient to support them for 12 months, the daughters are supported and the sons go around begging at people's doors. But Admon says, Because I'm a male, I lose out. Rabbi Gamliel said, I see the words of Admon as correct. After Abai's interpretation of Admon is rejected, Rav explains that Admon is saying, Because I'm a male and fit to inherit, when there's a lot of property, I should lose when there's only a little property? Why should the sons be treated worse than the daughters? And pointing with you, the next mission states, If one claims jugs of oil from his friend, and his friend admits to owing him just the jars, Admon says, since he admitted to a part of the claim, he should swear. But the Chamim say, His partial admission is not of the same type as the claim. Raman Gamliel said, I see Admon's words as being correct. Rav says that the cases where the plaintiff said to the defendant, I have ten jugs of oil with you. And the defendant denied the entire claim for oil and said, I only owe you five jugs and I do not owe you the other five. Amun says that the claim of 10 jugs of oil includes the jugs, and therefore the defendant made a partial admission. And since he's swearing on the remainder of the jugs, he can make him swear on the oil, Aide Gilgo, through the principle of a rolling oath. But the rabbin hold the expression of 10 jugs of oil does not include the jugs, and therefore the defendant is not admitting to him what the plaintiff accused him of. All right, so now we go to our Simmer Duff Kufches, and this Simmer was suggested to us by Mordechai Slovin from Ramat Beit Shemesh and by Nathaniel Jacob from Great Net, New York. They both suggested that Kufches is a pickpocket based on taking pickpocket. So here goes. The pickpocket who paid off the debt of a man he was forbidden to benefit by another, using property that he swiped from his sister's meager support, which he did not inherit because he was a male, admitted to taking five empty jugs and not the ten jugs of oil that she claimed he took. Once again, it's commotion. The pickpocket, pickpocket, that must be more of Kuvches. The pickpocket who paid off the debt of a man, he was forbidden to benefit by a nadir, which reminds the more brings a mission from the Dharm, which states that if one's forbidden by a nadir to derive benefit from his friend, his friend may contribute his mux to his shekel for him, pay off his debt, and return his lost property to him. The Gemara asks, well, it's understandable that he may pay his mux to his shekel or return his lost property because he's only doing a mitzvah. How can he pay off his debt when he's benefiting him? Ravoshi has said that the Tan is Hanan, who holds that prevention of a loss is not considered a tangible benefit. But Ravan says that the mission can even be according to the view of the Rabbanan the Mishnah who hold the husband must pay the one who supported his wife while he was overseas because this is a case of where the debtor borrowed on the condition that he doesn't have to repay by a certain date. Rush explains that since he can delay the payment for as long as he wants, he doesn't gain any real financial benefit through another person paying off his loan.
So the pickpocket who paid off the debt of a man he was forbidden to benefit by a nether, using property they swiped from his sister's meager support, which he did not inherit because he was a male. Which reminds us, the next mission states, Misha mates v'niach banim urbanos. If one died and left behind sons and daughters, when the property of the state is abundant, the sons inherit it and the daughters are supported. But when the property of the state is meager, which Rashi explains is defined by property that's not sufficient to support them, for 12 months, the daughters are supported and the sons go around begging at people's doors. But Admon says, Because I'm a male, I lose out. So the pickpocket who paid off the debt of a man he was forbidden to benefit by a nether, using property he swiped from his sister's meager support, which he did not inherit because he was a male, admitted to taking five empty jugs and not the ten jugs of oil that she claimed he took. Which reminds us, Rob explains that the case in the next mission is where a plaintiff said to a defendant, I have 10 jugs of oil with you. And the defendant denied the entire claim for oil and said, I only owe you five jugs and I do not owe you the other five. Admon says that the claim of 10 jugs of oil includes the jugs and therefore the defendant made a partial admission. And since he's swearing on the remainder of the jugs, he can make him swear on the oil through the principle of a rolling oath. But the abundant hold that the expression of 10 jugs of oil does not include the jugs and therefore the defendant is not admitting to him what the plaintiff accused him of. So once again, the pickpocket who paid off the debt of a man he was forbidden to benefit by a nether, using property he swiped from his sister's meager support, which he did not inherit because he was a male, admitted to taking five empty jugs and not the ten jugs of oil that she claimed he took. All right, so that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Abram Golden Zichu, wishing you a great day and great learning.